Welcome to the Empowered Homes podcast. The purpose of this podcast is to be a resource to connect church and home by growing strong families. Hey, it's Bobby. On today's episode, Maggie and I sit down and we talk to Rodney and Michelle Gage. These two are incredible. Um, They wrote a book called Family Shift, a five-step plan to stop drifting and start living with greater intention. Uh, If you're like me, you need something that's practical. This book is all about being practical, things that uh, we can apply right now in our homes um, to uh, really be intentional about parenting our kids and, and, and teaching them and walking alongside them. It's a great book. Uh, also, we, we discussed some, some great resources on empoweredhomes.org. If you've got any questions or looking for great parenting uh, content, always go to empoweredhomes.org. Today we have special guests, Rodney and Michelle Gage. They uh, wrote a book. It's called Family Shift, the five-step plan to stop drifting and start living with greater intention. We are so excited to have them on the podcast. Guys, welcome. Thank you so much. Thank you, Bobby. It's an honor to be with you guys today. Uh, we're, we're, we're excited, thankful for you guys and all the work you're doing. Just before we get going, uh, I know you guys got a website. What's your website? We uh, just encourage people to go to familyshift.com, and there's a plethora of uh, tools and resources along with our uh, own podcast and uh, blog and just different things that help uh, just encourage and give hope and handles to parents out there as well as, well as couples. Awesome. Well, thank you for your time, and uh, we're, we're excited to have you guys. The first thing, you know, we, we want to know, like, what about you guys, your family, your mar- how long you've been married, you got kids? Tell us about, if no one's ever heard your name, who are you? <laughs> well, Bobby, our names are Rodney and Michelle Gage, and we, uh, we have been married 28 years. Um, so we've been doing this thing for a while, and we have three children who are all adults, uh, 24 is uh, Becca is 24 and she's married to Daniel Patty and they live in Birmingham, Alabama and serve at a church there called uh, Church of the Highlands as worship pastors there. And, um, and then our second child is Aslan. She's 21. She's a senior at Liberty University and married to an amazing guy named Dylan Seeger. And they, they serve there at Liberty University as well. And our youngest is a redhead young man who is a freshman in college uh, in Birmingham, Alabama as well. Man, that's so awesome. That's a, it's y'all. So talking about families, talking about kids and parenting, you've, yeah, you, you've been through it. You're in a different stage now, right? Yes, we are. We are we are in the empty nester stage, and um, we're enjoying it. You know, we miss our kids, but we, we just got a little uh, tiny little sit-to dog <laughs> that's 12 weeks old that's kind of filling that need that we have to parent uh, children in our home right now. But we're loving it. We're loving the empty nester stage. She's our new fur baby. Her name is Bougie. <laughs> I love that. Well, Rodney and Michelle, um, when we're reading your book, we can tell that it's coming out of personal experience. So can you guys talk about um, maybe the moment that was the catalyst um, for seeing the need for a book like this? Sure, absolutely. 
I, um, first and foremost, I traveled, um, before we actually started a church, we're pastors of a church that we started. Um, before we started the church, I traveled extensively for about 14 years, um, speaking to youth all over the country, to over 2 million young people and, uh, over 2,000 public and private schools. And so that really became my introduction to youth culture and ultimately to situations and circumstances going on in the homes of the kids. And so kids came to me and told me things that they would never tell their parents. Mm -hmm. And then I found that really that opened up a door for me to really be a voice to moms and dads to communicate to them what their kids were telling me all over the country. So that really um, kind of morphed into the very first book I ever wrote. And then from there, that really just became the ongoing desire and the heart and passion to kind of bridge the gap between really just what was going on in the world of kids and the world of moms and dads. And, and then after listening now, since we've been pastors and just, you know, firsthand being in the trenches with families in our church and working through so many complexities and also really just dealing with so many changes that have evolved. Uh, both inside the church as well as outside the church, especially outside the church, um, that's affecting the inside the church, we just really began to see a common thread. And after all of the years we've been doing this and raising three kids of our own, if I were to sit down with any young couple, young parent, any family, and I literally could boil nearly 30 years' worth of experience down into five things, this is what we put into the book. I love the perspective that you're coming from of getting to hear from students and kids and what they are desiring from their families and then um, the way that you're getting to uh, show that to families and and show parents how to give kids what they want. Yeah, that's good. And you have a quote here, every every family ends up somewhere, but few families end up somewhere on purpose. And, you know, as you're talking about the five things and people listening, they can get the book. I don't want to spoil it for them. But uh, as you talk about those five things, um, you know, we want to inspire parents. Like how, how do you guys inspire parents to stop the drifting and to really start applying these in their lives? I, I like, I think the, the biggest thing is parents understand the importance and need. And yes, they, they want to do these things, but how do you inspire them to actually apply it? Yeah, I think the biggest thing, Bobby, is just first and foremost, I think it's, it's just having a, I think just a, a healthy assessment as to where you are. You know, um, you can always just start with where you are, no matter what your situation might be, no matter what the circumstances might be that you're going through. Um, honestly, it doesn't even matter about the past. You know, I think it's just taking an honest, hard look at where you are in the moment, just looking, looking at yourself in the mirror, you know, as a person, as a mom, as a dad, as a husband, as a wife, and ask the question, are we, are we at a place in terms of where we could be and where we should be. Mm. And if we're not, why? What has happened? Why have we drifted? Why have we drifted away from what we intended when we first got married or when we first started our family? And so what happens, I think it's just everybody has good intentions, but life happens. 
And when um, challenges come our way, setbacks come our way, or even when, you know, you start your family, for example, and children start getting into the picture, and then you're, you know, you're trying to balance the, the demands between work and home, and, and then you have what I consider to be the, the new trinity, if you will. The new trinity is athletics, arts, and academics. And that has become the new God mm. in many ways that our families have pretty much bowed down to. Wow. And that, that in and of itself um, can cause a tremendous amount of uh, conflict because of our priorities suddenly get shifted. And now all of a sudden those things that we thought would make us happy and we thought would pull us together are actually competing for what matters most in our relationships, in our home, in our priorities. And unfortunately, the things that we said were important, suddenly they become really, they, they, they are put in the backseat or they take the place of, you know, what should be important. And as a result, they, you know, they're just put on the back burner. Yeah. And so, you know, one of the things we don't want parents to feel guilty because of that, you know, that there, there is an element of, of shame and guilt that, that I feel like I'm not doing enough. I feel like I'm not really uh, leading my home well. And so instead of beating parents up, we want to inspire them to, to live into this calling that, that they are the primary faith trainers of their kids. And so in the book, you, you talk about that. And, you know, I think one of the biggest struggles is how do we keep that fire going? How do we keep that momentum? We say we want to do it and then we start and then the schedule and calendars just overrun and we find ourselves back in the same place. How do we, how do we keep it long-term? I guess that's my question. You know, Bobby, we, we kind of laid all of that out in the book and, and just to speak to that, we, like Rodney said, we got to start right where we are, start today, tomorrow's uh, pages are blank, so we get a, a chance, even here at this new year, we get a chance to uh, start 2020 fresh with a new vision, new purpose, new goals, to live with greater intention. And mm. I think the best way to do that is to write it down. And wow. that's something that we help you with in the book, is to write out your mission and vision and and your your goals and your, your core values. You know, we've we easily do that in our workplace and, um, you know, put it on, on the wall at our workplace, but rarely do we take a moment to do that for our family and, you know, to really decide where we want to go and where we want to end up as a family. And really, no matter what age our kids are, we, we can do it today. Uh, even if they're out of the house, we can still have a mission and vision that we want to, to leave a lasting legacy for our kids. And, um, it, it's in our book and it's also on our website at familyshift.com that we walk you through those different steps to, to write out your mission and vision as a family. And then on a practical level, you know, whether it's once a week, just kind of having that family meeting and, and to see where we're at, you know, how we're mm. doing with our, our vision, our goals, and uh, are we holding to our core values? And when you write out your core values, it's easy to to remind, remind our kids or to remind ourselves when we get off track, you know, this is who we are. You know, honor is our choice. If we're not being honoring, then it's easy to remember, well, honor is our choice because it's one of our core values is who we are as a family. Um, it's, it's nothing definitely to feel guilty about because really our, our culture and we're not being taught to do this as a family. It's, and so it's, it's, you know, something we can start today. 
And that's so good. And, you know, that's one of the things that we, we often, we start with our, uh, new parents. We take them through, uh, a, uh, you know, family dedication, uh, milestone class. And that's one of the, the first things we have them do is develop their family core values and have them write it out. And, and during our ceremony, we have them come across stage here at Kingsland and, we, we read them back to them of like, this is what you're committed oh, to do. Awesome. And it's, it's so good. So you said honor is one of y'all's, I mean, just for the parent listening of like core values and, and vision, like maybe they're just unclear. What, what exactly are y'all's core values that, that you instilled in your home? Yeah. You know, every, every family is going to have, um, you know, things that are most important to them that really serve as somewhat of a, a conviction, um, or strong belief. And for us, you know, as you mentioned, honor is definitely something that's just important to us. Um, another one is excellence. Uh, we just have tried from the very beginning to instill that spirit of excellence in the heart of our children. And just everything that we do um, just carries forth a, a spirit of excellence. We want purity. That's just, that's our heart. That's who, we, you know, we, we want to have a sense of innocence and purity about who we are and how we live. Um, another one is the aspect of, of our, um, the um, generosity is, is a huge area of ours because for us, you know, we just want our kids to position themselves where they live to give and they see generosity as something positive that impacts other people as well as the, the kingdom of God. Um, positive, you know, we want our kids just to, understand that, you know, in terms of the way they see things and ultimately how they control their emotions is their attitude and just being positive, even in the midst of difficulties and hardships. And um, loyalty is another key component of that. You know, that's just something that's important. We are loyal to God, we're loyal to one another, and there is a deep bond and commitment that is unshakable in our home. So those, that's just in a nutshell, mm, those are so good. Those are just things for us that are important. And honestly, that came from just a lot of time and just kind of wrestling and mulling over a lot of things that are important to us. But we tried to narrow it down to just to a handful. And I think that that's the beauty about taking the time to do something like that because it really forces you as a couple or as a family to kind of focus on the things that are most important because those values will ultimately drive your behavior and your your um, your decisions, the choices that you make throughout life. That's yeah. so good. I love that you said that you guys really took time to wrestle through what you wanted those core values to look like because I think that that can become um, overwhelming, even just for parents, you know, who are sitting down and thinking, "Oh, we got to get these ten, you know, values down tonight," um, and that's just not how right. it goes. <laughs> no, and. And plus, you're going to have, you know, if you have multiple children, not everybody's going to be obviously, you know, in the same age, um, you know, category. So you may have, you may have a three-year-old, mm-hmm. you may have a 10-year-old and a 16-year-old. And so, you know, you want everybody to participate as a family and to voice their thoughts and so they can have buy-in and ownership into, you know, that these are our you know, these are our family, you know, values. This is our, you know, purpose and mission as a family. This is our vision. This is who we want to become. And the more they can possess that, personalize that, own that, the more they're going to be motivated to live that out. 
another thing that's been kind of interesting is to see young couples reading this book and establishing their mission and vision and their values even before they have kids. Mm. Um, it's kind of been fun to watch that happen, too, because, man, if you can get that established early, there's no stopping you. Um, for the parents who are listening, aside from reading the book, what's one piece of advice that you would like them to walk away with? Uh, Maggie, for me, the way I would answer that question is really just asking the question, who do I want to become? I think that's really just the starting place is, is defining who do I want to be as a person? Who do I want to be, you know, as a husband? Who do I want to be as a, you know, as a wife, as a mom, as a dad? And I think when we can answer that question, um, I, I, we say in the book, you know, think who before do. Mm-hmm. And so if, if we can really define and get clear on who we want to become, then how we go about doing it becomes you know, really a lot easier. And so, and that's where, you know, the values that we just mentioned are important and that helps bring clarity as to ultimately who we want to become because who we ultimately become really is the legacy that we begin to live out and pass on, you know, to the next generation, to our children. Absolutely. So good. good. Michelle, what about you? Same question. Um, I, you know, of course I agree with Rodney and, you know, (laughs) It's um, <laughs> we we want to leave our kids more than just memories. We want to leave them a legacy, and and they're watching. Um, you know the way the our last our last point of our book is teach by example, and you know we can start that today. No matter what the past looks like today, the the pages are blank, and we can write a new story, and we can teach by example by the choices that we make, by the attitudes of our heart and. Uh, the way that we love our family, the way that we spend our time. They're watching all of that. And um, and I would just encourage you to start today. No yeah. greater day than to, today to start living with greater intention. Thank you, guys. Um, you know, as we talk about the book and, you know, this, this the practicality of, of everything that's in it, um, I just want to, uh, you know, hit on one, one more thing as we kind of close down is um, – you know, the, the, the drifting part, as you talked about earlier, as we, we talked about how the, the culture and society and we just get to a place where, you know, we just, none of us really plan on it. You know, like we don't go mm-hmm. and, and say, you know what, I really want to be a bad dad or, you know what, mm-hmm. I really want to be a bad husband or, or whatever it is. We, the slow drift that, that kind of happens and, and families who, who, find themselves or parents who find themselves like, you know, we're asking that question that you just said, you know, uh, who, who do I want to be? And they, they realize, and I'm, I'm not who I want to be. Um, I think, you know, if I was sitting in your office and asking you that question, look, I've drifted and I'm not who I want to be. Like, what would you say to me? Yeah. I think at the end of the day, you know, Bobby, we, we can't be who we want to be or need to be on our own. Mm. We need God's help. That's good. And if, if we do not have a relationship with God through his son, Jesus Christ, then unfortunately we're trying to figure this stuff out on our own. And we will always, always come up short because it's impossible. We're imperfect. And, and so therefore God made us 
so that he could love us and he made us so that he could be in relationship with us. And nobody wants to help us, you know, fulfill our purpose than God. Mm. And so we ultimately have to look to him. We have to rely upon him. We have to seek his wisdom and his guidance and his provision, his protection, because only he can be made strong in the midst of all of our weaknesses and inadequacies. So good. And so no matter what poor models, you know, we've been exposed to or setbacks or hardships that we've encountered in our life, the good news is that when we establish a relationship with God through his son, Jesus Christ, he makes us new creatures through Christ Jesus. We have a new beginning. And so God can turn our ashes into beauty. You know, I just believe that people, no matter who they are or where they've been, can start afresh and anew. And they and with God's help, God can help them make the shift in their own life and to lay the course, lay the foundation for the next generation that will be that legacy, um, you know, for generations to come. And so we just need to invite God into the process. Absolutely. I mean, that's, at the end of the day, that's what it's all about, just inviting him into our home, inviting him into our marriage, inviting him into our family. And God can do what we could never do on our own. That's right. And our dependence on him. I couldn't have said it any better, man. That's so rich for us to understand and put, put, put it on him. You know, I, I heard a quote the, the other day, it, it said, you know, the enemy, Satan, uh, he knows our name, but calls us by our sin. And Jesus mm-hmm. knows our sin, but he calls us by our name. He's the, he's the, the author. Right. He's, he's the one. And, and, you know, those parents who feel like they've drifted, I think that that's a, that's a key foundation and, uh, man, so, so good. Thank you guys so much for your time. Uh, for those listening, if you want more information, go to familyshift.com. Is that right?.com or is it org? Yeah. Yep, that's it. Familyshift.com. Dot com. You can pick up the book on Amazon or anywhere books are sold. It's a it's a really good, um, just a, a, a good, rich, um, informational, practical book for, for any family for us to start living uh, intentionally uh, as parents and, uh, and as spouses. And So thank you guys for being on the show. Thank you. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah, appreciate it. Thank y'all. you, Bobby and Maggie. Thank you. Keep up the great work. Awesome. Appreciate you guys. Again, if you want more information, familyshift.com. Thank you for listening to the Empowered Homes podcast. For more content and information to connect church and home, please visit empoweredhomes.org.